Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have part two of John Maxwell's message about changing your world. Here's John. So we ask ourselves, okay, if we're going to see transformation, if we're going to change our world, let's go a step farther. How do we create an environment of trust? It's essential in families. It's essential in communities. It's essential in business. Trust needs to be the core, the center, the fabric of any culture. I'm going to share with you now four. This is the most practical part of the lesson right here. I'm going to share with you four ways to create an environment of trust. And what's so beautiful about what I'm about to share is every one of you in the auditorium can do this. We all can do this. It's not out of our reach. It's not something that's impossible. So look at your neighbor before I give you the four things and say to them, even you can do this. Go ahead and tell them that. Even you can do this. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, we're creating now a trust environment which is conducive for transformation. Number one, value people. A trust environment begins when people feel valued. And the word beside that, which is on your screen, is the word connecting. When we value people, we have the ability to connect with people. And the flip is also true. When we devalue people, we disconnect from people. When people say, I want to be Christ-like, I say, well, if you want to be like Jesus, then right at the top of your agenda should be valuing everybody. Because Jesus valued everybody. And when you say, John, what, what do you mean by everybody? See, when I, tell you, when I tell people that they need to value people, they're okay with that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Good. Value people. Got it. Got it. But when I point to Jesus, if you want to be Jesus like, he valued everybody. Don't, don't miss this. He valued everybody. There is no person on this earth that God doesn't value. And the only people that have a difficult time with valuing everybody in Jesus' day were the religious people. It, it bothered them greatly that Jesus would eat with sinners, that he would hang around with tax collectors, that he would be down in the marker where the hookers were. Bothered them greatly. Why, why are you spending time with him? Why, 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 why are you there? And Jesus is saying, very simple, you got to understand, I'm a doctor. I came to, to take care of sick people. I'm, I'm a shepherd. I'm looking for a lost sheep. Don't miss this. Everybody. There is something engaging and connecting when people that are different than you and me know that they're unconditionally loved by you and me. And to be honest with you, this is where we have, as Christians, utterly failed. When people look at us so many times, they don't see us with unconditional love. 
And so what does that do? That creates the disconnect. You see, my perspective of you determines my attitude towards you. How I see you determines my attitude. And on the, on, on the screen again, just don't miss this. If I see you as weak, I will help you. And if I see you as broken, I'll fix you. But if I see you as valuable, I'll serve you. Now, now just stay right with that for a moment. This is huge. This is huge. Because the first two, see you as weak, I help you. See you as broken, I fix you. In both of those scenarios, if I help you, I come out on top. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you, John. Oh, you rescued me. Oh my, you pulled me out of the ditch. I always look better if I have the perspective of the first two. But the moment that I see you as valuable, I don't now try to be over you. I try to come under you. And I try to serve you. And it's the serving heart. It's the serving. That's why Paul said, I do, I'll go to all kinds of means to win people to Christ. I have learned to be a servant. What was Paul saying? Paul is saying, this guy that's incredibly gifted said, I'm going, to, I'm going to serve because the only way to bring transformation to people's lives is, is to serve them. So we value people, that word connecting goes with that. Number two, if you wanna have an environment of trust, add value to people. This is all about influence. This is where now I begin to increase my influence by adding value to people. Let me give you an example. When I was a pastor and I was writing books and, and, and much to my surprise when my publisher shared with me that my books were being written by the business community much more than the, community, uh, than the Christian community. I, I was totally surprised. I had no idea. I was shocked beyond belief. And at that moment I felt called to go and as a, my mission field, the secular community. I, it was at that moment that I knew that I would not pastor much longer, that I would have to spend the rest of my life basically with lost people. And so I began to ask myself, how do I connect with these people? How do I influence these people? And I realized the only way to influence them people and grow in influence strength with them is to add value to them, help them grow their business, help them grow leaders, help them develop. and so. I put 100% into helping people, helping people, serving people, adding value, making a difference in their lives. Not much witnessing, not sharing their faith. In fact, I, in, my, in that community, you just didn't, you just, you just added value, add value, add value, add value, until, until my influence got to the place where I could now begin to talk about my faith. Don't miss this. We increase our influence with people by serving them and adding value where they are, no strings attached. Number three, if you want to create this type of an environment, you have to live good values, and that's all about attracting people. Attracting people. Paul talks in Galatians about the fruit of the Spirit. Let's look at that on the screen for a moment. The fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all of its varied expressions. Now, now this is a picture here of an attractive person. This is a picture of a person that people want to be around. 
If you have joy that overflows, if you have peace that subdues, if you have patience that endures, if you have kindness in your actions, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit, that's a pretty attractive person. I kind of want to hang around with them, don't you? That's the fruit of the spirit that's within us. Now, I don't have time to get into it tonight, but just, just, just understand and, and, hey, and get the book, get the book. Look at this last verse. Never set the law above these qualities. For they are meant, what are they? These qualities are meant to be limitless. And when you put the law more important than the values, you diminish the values. I have no time tonight to talk about how we have missed it in America because we've lost our way with values. And we think that legislation will make a difference in people's lives. If the law makes such a difference in people's life, we didn't need the New Testament nor Jesus. Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. We lost our way when the laws of the country became more important than the values in a person's life. Trust me. And we won't find our way till we go back to values. Which gets me number four, share good values. That's where the transformation, the transformation begins when we share good values. And, and the four ways to have a, a, create this kind of an environment, value people, add value to people, live good values, share good values. It's, it's, it's all there, folks, it's all there. It's all about values. Go back with me for a moment to 2001. I get a call from Time Warner, that's my publisher. They asked me to come to New York City for an evening. I went up to New York City, we're having a long dinner. And Time Warner asked me, they said, John, because of Enron, remember Enron? Remember all the corporate scandals? Remember all the deviousness and the, and the deceit of, of, of companies in America? And, and so we're having a dinner and, and they said, John, we've looked at all of our authors and we want, we want somebody to write a book on business ethics and we picked you, we want you, would you write a book on business ethics for us? And I looked at him and I said, I, I can't do that. And they said, well, why not? I said, well, there's no such thing as business ethics. <laughs> well, what do you mean? What do you mean? And they went back to all the, no, 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 I got all of it. I got Enron, I got this, I got the, I got the picture. There's no such thing as business ethics. There's just ethics. They said, well, would you write a book on ethics? I said, well, I'll try. I'm not sure I can. In a culture that has no absolutes, that's not an easy thing to do. And so I began to ask myself, how will I write a book on ethics? And after about a month working with my writing team and all of our creative people, we came up with, a, with an amazing thought that I believe God gave us, and that is teach the golden rule. Treat others as you would like to be treated. The golden rule is in every culture and every religion in the world. That's a value. And we began to go down the values path and it was life-changing for me because all of a sudden I realized Enron will never be straightened out or anyone else will never be straightened out because there's a law on the books. Let me tell you something. If you lack values, you will figure a way to get around the law. Again, it's not an outside issue. It's an inside issue. 
And the moment that we went that way, we began to understand. I love that. It's not an outside issue. It's an internal issue. And when we are messed up on the inside and when we don't have any values or standards that we live by, then nothing will be right in our lives. And a lot of times we try to fix things by implementing laws, and that just doesn't work. I mean, just look at the Old Testament, right? That's why Jesus had to be sent. And again, that was John Maxwell, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under John Maxwell, Change Your World. You can, of course, find out more information at his website, johnmaxwell.com. Join us again tomorrow for part three of the same message. It's just continually a great message, and I will see you again tomorrow. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you then. Bye.